I don't quite know how this is going to come out, but God does, and he's really excited about it. <laughs> he's let me know that he thinks this is pretty important, so, yeah. Thank you, God. Thank you to get this time to, to just be with you, man. God, right now I just pray over anyone who listens to this, whether that, whether that be um, this year or next year, God, or whenever, God, I pray that, that you would just come upon them, God, and you would just touch them, and you would just, you would just open up their hearts, God, to receive whatever you have to say to them right now, Lord. Thank you, God. You're awesome. You're really good, like awe, like John, the, John the ground, kind of awe, God, that's who you are. This is serious. Lately, not just lately, but lately especially, it's, it's, this has really been on my heart. I see people, I see people that love God, I see people that want to do what's right, but they sell out cheap. As if God's not, as if, as if he's, if is he, as if he's only some. As if he's not everything, is it? As if he's not worth dropping everything for. Like Jesus gave his whole life for us so we could be free. So that we can know the truth. Not so that we could be kind of free. Not so that we could know some of the truth. Not so that we could just live a kind of okay life. We're meant to be free from sin. I'm a son. I'm a son of God. I'm God's son and he loves me. He loves me. He looks at me and he smiles and he says, that's my boy. And I'm excited for what's in store for him. He doesn't see me as a mistake waiting to happen. He sees me as a miracle waiting to happen. <laughs> if you've got a Bible, go to Romans 6. If not, that's okay. I'll read it to you. <laughs> All right, we're going to start at the end of Romans 5. Maybe a little bit further up than I thought. Yeah, thanks God, thanks Holy Spirit for your perfect desire and just talking to me all the time. It's, it's not meant to be another way. <laughs> oh man, you guys are in for it. I'm alone in my house right now with the Lord. It's on. <laughs> oh, it's so on. Thanks God. Thanks for how good you are, man. I thank you God that, that your love is so enough, Jesus. That your joy is is really good, God, and it's real. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you just fill me and you're all around me and you're in my house. And not only are you with me all the time, like in my in my in my body house, like this flesh, but like you're waiting for me in my house when I get home. And that's that's what's up. And I appreciate that. Thank you, God. You're so good. All right. <laughs> okay. There we go. I think I'll just I'll just pick a place to start. We're going we're going for Romans six, but we gotta start at the end of Romans five, so we really get it. If because one man's trespass, death 
reign through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. For if through one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more, much more, not just more, much more, will those who receive the abundance of grace, God's awesome love, and the free gift of righteousness, being right with God, doing the right thing, being morally right, much more will we reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Jesus, I so thank you that that we get to reign in life through you. When I, when I think of rain, I think of uh, not rain from the sky. I mean, that, that true, that too. We're, 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 we're kind of like raining from the sky, but I think of like a king that reigns over the land. We get to reign in life, Jesus, in you, and that's so cool. You guys, we get to reign in life through Jesus. <laughs> not get whipped around and beaten and knocked down all the time. That's not it. That's not the point. The point is that we reign in life. Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. For as by the one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience the many will be made righteous. God wants us to obey him in everything. What's... What's disobedience for me might not be disobedience for someone else. That's where it gets personal with each and every one of us. God, God has a specific calling on each and every one of our lives. If you're listening to this right now, God has a specific calling for your life. And his desire is that you would obey him. Not from a place of like a, a master and a, and a slave type of thing. Not anything weird like that, even though we are slaves of righteousness and it's really good, but we need to see it as being in love with God, as just knowing his love for us. And then, and then obedience isn't even like something, something that we have to, that we have to think about because, because we just love him and we're just so in love with him. And it just, it just happens because, because we know who we are and we know who he is and, and we know that he's good and what he, what he wants to do is good and he want, what he wants us to do is good. There's such an innocence to this. There's such an innocence and simplicity to Jesus, to knowing God, because we were, we were never meant to not know him. We were meant to know him from the beginning. You were meant to know God. You were meant to be with him. And when he looks at you, he smiles. He smiles when he looks at you and he says, that one, that one's special in my heart. Oh, I've got a plan for you. I've got a purpose for you. I've got good things in store for you. I'm excited and I want you to know. <laughs> it's just the heart of the Lord. He's just really good. Oh. Okay, we're getting there. So by the one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous, right with God, morally right. Now, the law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. Have you guys ever been around someone um, in a situation where uh, 
someone is like getting really frustrated or angry, but like you you know the Lord, you you know God's heart and he's in you and you got the Holy Spirit. And it seems like the more angry they get, the more peace comes over you. I experienced that just a couple of days ago at work. Um, there was someone who was getting really upset and I just I just felt the peace of God come over me. I just felt God's grace just come over me and sweep through me. And, and that just spread to that person until they, they, they weren't even mad anymore. <laughs> How about that for casting out demons? <laughs> Thanks, God. You're so good. But for real, that's like, oh, it's so cool to think about. And that's like, that's what this is talking about here and, and more. Okay, so now the law came in. To increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more, so that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Eternal life, not life on this earth until the end, and then we all get really sad because, oh man, they're gone. No, how about hallelujah, they're with the Lord, dude. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. I really believe I'm not going to die. If you're listening to this and you're believing in Jesus, you're not going to die. Just thank him for that. You could just thank him for that right now while you're listening to this. Whether you're with other people or if you're alone, just just thank you, God. I'm not going to die. The world the world might say one thing, God, but but you have made me a promise right here. And you say that I'm going to live forever, Jesus, and I, I'm just going to believe it. With every action that I make, God, I won't be afraid of death. With every word that I speak, I won't be afraid of death. You love me. Ah, man, that's, yeah, that's what he wants, guys. That's what he wants. Oh, God loves you. We got <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. What shall we say then? This is in Romans 6 now, right in the beginning. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. We don't want to do that. No, that is not the point. That is not the point of all this. That is not what he's getting at here. How can we, how can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus, born again, were baptized into his death? Like we were baptized into his death. There's a song that, that the Lord put on my heart recently, and it goes like this. I'll try and get back from the mic so it's not too loud. It's like, I have died with you to the one that I've become. You cut away what I never needed, needed, oh. I've died with you to the one that I've become, Jesus. Oh, to the one I had become before. When I lived, when I lived an evil life, satisfying my own desires every day. Died with you, Jesus. 
Dodd with you to that person. That person's dead. And he's not coming back to life ever again. And if I feel like he's knocking on the door of my mind, God, I'll just surrender to you and say, Lord, thank you for this life. I thank you. I'm a new creation, man. Old things have passed away and all things have become new, God. I thank you that you see me as holy, blameless, and above criticism today. And and it's not meant to be another way, God. And I get to see myself that way and I get to become it. <laughs> be transformed by the renewal of your mind a little more every day oh we were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the father the beauty of the father the praise of the father glory is such a cool word because like there's all these different meanings that it has. And if you want to know, like, the actual meaning, uh, look up the Bible verse. So, like, for this one, you would go Romans 6, 4, lexicon. And what that's going to do is it's going to bring you to the, um, I believe this part was written in Greek. It'll show you the Greek, and it'll show you what glory actually means right there. I'm not going to look it up now. I'm just going to keep going because I feel like the Lord wants to focus on something else. But yeah, look that up if, if it's on your heart. Romans 6, 4, lexicon. And it'll show you the English version. Right next to it, it'll have the Greek version. You'll be able to see what glory means right there. Just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. In newness of life. Not kind of okayness of life. Not like a slightly better life than before newness. Newness, like a new pair of shoes, a new car, man, a new puppy, like that thing's like that thing's wagging its tail. It's got huge eyes. Maybe its paws are way too big and it's just adorable, like newness of life, not like used, um, like a used T-shirt that's got one stain on it, but you're tucking it in anyway and it's on the bottom. So that's OK. No, like a new puppy new. That's what's up. <laughs> Yeah, guys, it's worth it's worth getting excited about while you're listening to this. If you if you just if it's on your heart, if you are just feeling grateful, you're feeling grateful for what the Lord is doing in your life, for what the Lord is speaking to you. Just just thank him. Just thank him right now. Just you could even pause this right now and just stop and never come back to it. And that's hallelujah. Just just be with the Lord. Just be with the Lord. If that's on your heart right now, just thank him. That he's good, that he loves you. <laughs> that 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 all this went down. That we that we might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like this, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like this. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing. Oh, not just partially defeated, but brought to nothing, man. Holding on to nothing from before. Holding on to no sin. Not even a little bit. No complaint. No slight bit of sexual immorality. There's no slight bit. It's hot or cold. Yes or no. Thank you, God. 
We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. If you have ever heard, if you have ever heard the gospel like this, like, oh man, I'm just a, I'm just a bad dude, but thank, thank God he loves me. Oh, we all make mistakes. We're sinning while we're breathing. Oh man, we're just sin waiting to happen, but thank God he loves us. If you've ever heard that, that's a lie from hell. Go to Romans 6. You can go to Romans 6, 7. That's what we just read right there. For one who has died has been set free from sin. You can go a little further down the line. We'll skip down to Romans 6, 17. But thanks be to God, to you who were once slaves of sin, that you who were once slaves of sin had become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed, and having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. Right there. Set free from sin, we become slaves of righteousness. Is that the reality of your lives? Are you really free from sin? Did God set you free from sexual immorality? Did he set you free from drug addiction? Did he set you free from from just living a prideful life, trying to be better than everyone else all the time? Did he set you free from physically abusing people, whether it was a spouse or a relative or, or whatever? What did he set you free from? That's what it's all about. We're not meant to, we're not meant to hold on to that stuff. We're not meant to just get mostly cleaned up. God comes in and cleans house. And he cleans the whole house. He cleaned mine. I look around my actual physical house where I live right now and it looks good. It looks cleaned up. It looks tidy. And that's the Lord. My life was a mess before. My house was a mess. And when I look in the mirror today, and when I, when I think about where my heart's at today, where my soul's at today, where my body physically is at today. I, I, I thank God. And that's not, that's not any, that's not any like prideful thing. Like, look what I did. That's look what he did. Look what he did. And you guys, he wants that for all of us. He wants that for all of us. And if that's the reality of your life right now, if you can say I'm free from sin, that's what's up. That's what's up, guys. And if you can't, get real with him, get alone with him, with this right here in Romans 6. Say, God, I need this. That's what I had to do, you guys. I had to be like God. This I've been trying to. I've been trying to stop this thing my whole life. I've been trying to fix the problem my whole life, and it's not working, God. I'm just trusting you right now, and just saying that you're the only way. You're the only way that's good, God. You guys, when we when we pick up what the Lord is so freely 
is so freely given to us. When we, when we grab hold of that, we don't have room to carry anything else. We don't have room to carry all the wicked things that we did before, guys. When I started... When I started to begin to receive everything that God had for me, I didn't have room, I didn't have time, I didn't have any, any space in my mind for the things that used to own me and walk me around like a dog before. The point is not to just try and stop sexual immorality. The point is not to just try and stop sleeping with your girlfriend or your boyfriend or to just stop smoking cigarettes or to just stop getting drunk or to just stop getting high or to just stop stealing stuff. Just try and stop, man. Just try and stop. Just fight the urge. Just push through it. No, that's not it. The point is that we, that we realize God's love for us and we realize his desire for our life, you guys. And that we begin to just, we begin to just open our arms to him and, and just get alone with him and say, God... God, I want what you have. I see it in other people's lives, God. And I want that. I want that, God. I don't even fully know what it is. Would you just come upon me, God? I need you. I need you, God. I can't live this way anymore. I need you and nothing else will ever do, God. I'm just believing in you right now and saying that I need you. And when we open our hearts to him, when we open our arms to him, when you open yourself up to him, He'll give you something so great and so beautiful that you won't have room for anything else. If you've heard a pastor or a reverend, or I don't really know the official names, I just know the Bible and I just know Jesus a little bit more each day. If you've heard someone in authority say, we all make mistakes, we sin while we're breathing, That's just life. It happens. Happens to the best of us. That's all a lie. That is all a lie. That is all a lie. Jesus is the truth. Free from sin is the truth. That we could be totally free, you guys. Like, for real. Like, man, I sometimes, sometimes the Lord just puts me in a really serious mood and then just brings it straight to, like, total joy. Because that's, like, who he is. Just as he's, like, complete and total joy and happy, at the same time, he is the fire. And he is the burning. Ah. That says there's one way, and it is narrow. And there's few who find it. Who are you? God loves you guys. God loves you guys. If you if if there's anybody listening to this that feels like convicted right now, like you feel like you feel like um you feel like guilty of something right now, you just thank God. You just thank God that he loves you. Just God, thank you. You love me. And I thank you that your desire is life, God, and you want what's in my best interest, God. And your desire, God, is not that I live in a place of shame and, and guilt and constantly like listening to that voice that says, you're not good enough, you're messing up again. God, your desire isn't that. Thank you, God. Your desire is that I be free.